Hello. Hello. Oh, hi, Merlin, man. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? I'm all right. I can't complain. Who would listen? <sighs> Who would listen? I would... I would hear, but I don't know if I would listen. You hear and obey. What is that one from? That old movie. Uh, I hear and obey. What is that? Oh, wait. I feel like I know that. Torg? Is... Who is that? Torg? Torg? Maybe that's Torg? a Star Trek I'm thinking of. I was going to say, I was going to say, I don't know. It feels a little bit uh, Borg. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's original Star Trek. I love that actress. Anna yeah, it's Torg. a Landru, I think. Landru. Landru. I hear I like, and obey the voice of Landru. I don't like Q. Oh, oh too powerful? Mm. I, I feel like I get it, mm. but I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. When his episodes come on, I'm always like, ugh. Oh, I love him. Again with this guy. I love the actor. Yeah. Yeah, He. I saw him in something recently where he was really good. I said, uh, you know, like like Leonardo DiCaprio, like Rick. You know, I, I pointed at the screen and I go, <laughs> "That's cute." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a hat on a hat joke. Uh, Dan, I yeah. have questions. I have mysteries. I have I've prepared, but what I've prepared is something far less satisfying, probably even than odds and sods. But you oh never know God. that that this could be an HOF episode. Who knows? You have anything? You have anything that you're excited about right uh, hold, now? Hold on, hold on. Yes, H O F. H O F. Hold, hold R. on, Fanny. Oh, <laughs> that means something different in the in the UK. In the UK, it means you minge. <laughs> um, to quote Keith, you author to Keith. Hello. Um, I. Uh, you doing all right? Yes. No, I'm good. I, I actually do have a little thing that we can talk about later. Oh, good. It's not you important. do have a little thing. It's um. There's it's it's what it's beautiful here. It is 72.5 degrees. No way. Here in my private office. It's uh, the, in inside. What's the outside temperature? Um, I gosh, I think I can look that up. Hey Google, what's the temperature outside? In San Francisco, it's currently 58 degrees. Warm. Yeah. It's 49 here. I produce a lot of personal heat. <laughs> you don't even have a heater running in your office. It's just 72 because <laughs> you're in there. I'm the heater and I do not run. So I I do think it's a nice sort of segue that you mm. called out to your digital assistant because on my list of things to talk to you about, in, it in, uh, very high on the list are digital assistants. So Oh, Okay. Yeah. I would love to give you some digital assistance. Do you have a, do you have a finger it. preference? <laughs> Ooh. No. <laughs> Yikes. No. God, you know that monkey, the girl with the monkey is still in the text. I might need to delete all of these. Remember from last week with the oh. 12 lunchbox? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got, I've got, I wanted to ask you the difference between a rally and a race, because I'm not going to look it up. I have a mystery involving an iOS keyboard that suddenly showed up, and I think I got hacked. And I wanted to briefly mention Mindhunter. That's all oh, I've got. Okay. Um, and, and, a, and a Torg. <laughs> well, my understanding of what a rally is, is that it's more about, isn't it more about like speed tests where it's not like you're right. all up against what is each this, other? No, what is a speed test? Is that like a speed trial? Yeah. It's like where you say how, you know, how fast can you go around the track or whatever? And, and like a race that's or, whoever gets gets in first, regardless. And of time. I think in a race, like it's uh, mano a mano, as right. we used to say, hand to hand, right? One hand, one heart, 
and and you race well you know put down you drop the pinks a rally is like, like you got to get from here to there through this course that might but, but isn't it that like it isn't who does it fastest right fastest, it's like yeah is it fast okay and i think it's i feel like okay here's what i said here's what i'm here, you know what this is not interesting i don't care it's it's your show I the, I have this phrase in my head, like so many of the phrases in my head that I think I'm using wrong, a rally versus a race. Mm. And I think a, ra a race, like a running race or an automobile race, automobile, automobile. grandpa's automobile, <laughs> and, you, uh, and, and you race against the other cars, you go around your, your Autobahn or your Nerf's Vloggen or your Farfagnugan or whatever you ride around. <laughs> Nurbert, Nurbert, Norbert, no, I think that's birth, birth control. Novo Nordisk? What's the name of the place where you drive your BMW around a track? What's that called? Um, I know the place Blomquist. you're talking about. BMW no, 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 uh, God, God or Damarung. Are you talking about the one in North Carolina, or are you talking about the one in... Uh, I was talking about the one in Deutsch. Nürburgring. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter. Okay, yeah. so, but the thing is, you That's got a Marco race. question, you know. I know, I know, and Casey. But you fire off your, your starter pistol, and everybody says, room, 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 and you drive your automobile fast <laughs> against <laughs> other people. Automobile? <laughs> Dong? <laughs> Where's Grandpa's automobile? <laughs> and 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 so all I'm trying to say, I feel like I, if there is a distinction, I decided this is the distinction because like don't I don't want to say I don't care about automobiles. <laughs> I'm not gonna. It's a better word than car. It is because it no, means it something is. different. Yeah, yeah, or carriage, as you say, or posture. And and so, but like the thing is, like with a rally, I think you're supposed to be somewhere at a certain time. And I guess you're probably not allowed to just go real slow at the end. I don't know, but I nailed it today, Dan. This is not important, but I want to know for my own reasons. I will look it up after this. But like today, I I walked. It's like uh, with uh, George and Jerry talking about when you should arrive at the airport. And I think it was it. Uh, I want to say it was probably George. It was like, oh, you know, Jerry, maybe. You pull up at the airport, you walk right onto the plane. You don't get there early. You walk right onto the plane, John Roderick style. Yeah. And like oh, to that's me, the way to do it. Yeah, but see, I'm a race guy. I don't see color, but I do get to the airport early, and this is this is known. Um, but today, I just I was proud of myself because today I, I walked right up to the microphone right on time. Boom. Oh, nice. I listen, and then, and then you had to delay just a little bit. Just, so a, I, just a minute. I had I to listen, eat, eat something. I, it doesn't right. matter. It was long enough to listen to Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. So I rallied the crap out of this. Yeah. And I, I don't always do that because I, ironically enough or not, I, I don't actually manage my micro time very well sometimes. Oh. That's all I wanted to say about that. Voice assistants. We'll get back to my mystery. Um, dig it, dig it, dig it. Dan, what is going on with you and the assistance of voice? Well, you know, we've talked a little bit, a lot in the a past lot. about uh, digital assistance, home automation and things automation. like that. <laughs> and I am now Where's in Grandpa's a- Grandpa's automation? I, I think that is our title. I, you know what? I was just about to type it. I'm sorry. It's kind of funny. Go ahead. Automation. I'm in um, a silly mood. I feel good. No, it's the favorite. I so, do go to shows when I'm sad, but yeah. What? Um. And and I think our last big-ish pass at this was probably a couple months ago, and at least as I remember, well, I, I'll give you what I remember is that you and I were both getting more interested in the Google line of assistance products yes because at least for myself you know siri is good when it works and a lot of times it's not good and then i i don't know what is going on with the amazon family of products but i'm not really sure either but you know apple just came out with a new home pod yeah 
I have never owned one of those. Um, and the you reason, never had a big boy? No. And the reason is I've never once had a positive experience with Siri. So I, I was like, it does not, feel like it regresses. I mean, it was empirically not that great at first. And I suspect this is just anecdata, but I, I think a lot of people kind of gave up pretty quick. And if they did try it again, because you feel like, it, I mean, the, my tent pole on this for what it's worth is that we act like it's normal now that we talk to devices. We act like that's something, but the truth is that's been a long even if, if you were somebody who had the most mature technology in the world, which we still don't have, I remember the first time I had a Quadra 800, and it, was, it wasn't Macintosh, but it had a thing where you could speak into that weird little round microphone, yeah. and it would theoretically, you could do stuff by speaking to your Mac. Hmm. And like, I, I mean, I feel like such a dope. I'm just sitting there in my office with this incredibly costly computer, and it's not doing anything I want, and I, of course I blame myself. And I think that's the problem with a lot of this, is we don't like feeling stupid when we say stuff and it doesn't do what we expected. Or in my case, I go to empty the dehumidifier, I accidentally touch the top of the iPod, I, uh, HomePod Mini, and it says, here's a playlist specifically. For, I was like, no, never do that. Never. Never. Ugh, don't. Never do that. Stop. And I, I think we're still, I, I'm very into this stuff, Dan, and I still, I, I'm still often frustrated with like, I don't know what incantation... I have to get right for this stuff to like work consistently. Right. One of the finally one of the one of the banner features. I think you could really give the ALXEA family of products credit because they were the first big ecosystem to market. They had yeah. this big open API anybody could participate in, and I, I think a lot of people. I think I I loved I loved the fact that I could continue to use my fingers to make lights turn on and off. But right, you could also use your voice. And the truth is nowadays, I trust the, all of those ecosystems so much less mm -hmm. from a voice standpoint. So like when I leave my office, I have like a six step Amazon routine. And so as I'm leaving, I shouldn't tell you my secret, but I, I holler out, Hey Dingus, here I go. I've just talked about before about having to avoid the namespace pollution of it playing this one particular rap song. When I would say that <laughs> uh -huh. I had to try so many different things. Like I would say going home and it would play like a Mark Knopfler song from the Local Heroes soundtrack. But, you know, I, I now put that into shortcuts or I put that into, I put that in, in HomeKit apps mm -hmm. because I would rather push a button on a stream deck yeah. or set off a known good routine. And it's, there's just so often where like it didn't, I think it didn't, anyway, this is, this is an old point. But so that's where I feel like that's where last time we talked. Yeah. And, um, and so where are you now? Okay. Well, I have, let me see, probably three or four of the Amazon devices. One of them has the screen on it. And yes, the, the Amazon show, uh, the or show, e echo show, yeah. echo show. And then I have for Google devices, I've got really just the two ones with the, uh, I think they call them nest Hub, hubs Home or, Hub or something, Home yeah, hubs yeah, something whatever. Like yeah. And, I mostly rely on the Google ones, but there are some things that the that the Amazon ones do that's just so much better. Like asking a quick question. Oh heck yes! Like honestly, something like "What time is it? What's the temperature? What's the weather? How tall is somebody?" Amazon will get it almost instantly. Almost Amazon instantly. or Google? Amazon. Okay. For me, 
Google mm-hmm. is much more useful at literally everything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I find that like it does, great, I, it does great timers. It plays that racist pasta song when your pasta's done. I will ask. I will ask questions sometimes just to see which one will do it first. And it's often I'll ask Google something. It will be thinking about it. I'll get irritated. I'll ask the Amazon device something. It will answer before Google has figured out what I was trying to ask. And it. in the meantime, the one that still thinks it's listening to you will go, I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> do that, Dave. Right. So this kind of connects to a bigger question for me. And the bigger mm-hmm. question is, I'm actually in, and there's a story behind this that I, I um, that kind of explains why, but I don't know if it's not, it's not important, but my basic question is I'm kind of moving into the full home automation space now. Hmm. And hmm. I kind of want to pick like, one of like these home home assistant type stuff, like ev- doing, like everything, like um, w- all of these like, little are you experiments. Doing like another layer on top. Are you doing something like Raspberry Pi or something, or is it mainly through HomeKit? I'm I'm going to do whatever turns out to be the best thing. And so for me, mm-hmm. that let them fight it out. Let them fight it out. I'm definitely you know doing some stuff with um with Sonos for streaming, connecting it to an amp and wired speakers throughout the house. Mm-hmm. I've got the um, I, but like, I want to do everything. We talked about bulbs. I want to do bulbs. I got, I want to get an, uh, an oven that talks over Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to do the whole thing. I'm going to do the whole thing. Yeah. You want to, you want the like, and I want to figure out the future. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, the like future. that thing you go through after, after space mountain. Yes. Remember on little, on you go on the little conveyor belt. And, yes. Yeah, exactly. And I very much want to figure out what is the best platform kind of to go on because I don't want to go and buy a bunch of these, you know, the Google ones to realize that, well, they, they don't actually support all this stuff. I should have gone with Amazon. Well, or it's, whatever. It's, I mean, it's one thing like, God, I read the best piece. I don't know if it was Corey doctor. Somebody wrote something recently. It was really good. It was about this, the brutal three stage process of, of crappy technology where it's like first year you're a startup and you'll do anything to get eyeballs, users and MAUs. And then you shift into this thing that's slightly more hostile to your users, but benefits you from a business standpoint for mm. like usually advertisers. Mm-hmm. And then the third step is you say F you to like all of them. And like, it's this cycle that we see in some ways replicated or unintentionally like repeated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't lose money forever at something no. just to get, get eyeballs. But the reason I mentioned that here is like right now things are fairly promiscuous, especially outside of HomeKit. Um, you know, but you still like, if you get, I got a, the, the dehumidifier I mentioned is by a company called Medea, which as it turns out, like makes a ton of white label appliances that you would never know were made by that company. But like, there's an app for that and it, you know, it works with HomeKit, but you know, there's on the one hand, you've got things like the Logitech camera that you use the only, you can only interact <laughs> I'm with just it looking, only Sorry, I'm just looking at what you just sent me. Oh, and it's, it's still going. I'll get you an update. It, it oh, just good. keeps going. It just, no, this has been, I'm into the, probably about to start the third week of this. And I've decided that I love it and it's art. What I sent Dan was a picture of the Amazon unit by my door here at the office that I talked to, to say, hey, Dingus, here I go. And it's, what would you say? Like not refreshing? Like it keeps accumulating new text. It looks like Raygun Magazine kind of. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, but, but the reason I mentioned that is because like, yeah, right now, yeah, you got stuff like matter coming down the pike. I'm on a beta of Eve 
stuff that theoretically lets you set that stuff up. Uh, don't waste your time. It's not ready yet. <laughs> um, but, uh, but one wonders at a certain point, if we follow that, that, you know, the idea of that three-stage process, well, at a certain point, and again, outside of HomeKit, because HomeKit, you know, Apple does it. It's not because they're trying to sell you smart home stuff that is rumored to be happening, but it's, right. I, I think it is really mainly for security. But like at a certain point, are they going to start tightening up these ecosystems? And, you know, as you're laying off, you know, five figures of people at a time, are you going to get to a point where you stop being a, quite as promiscuous about what everything works with just because you want everybody inside your ecosystem? I, I, I don't know, but I think that's worth thinking about. Right. That's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to get lock in. Yeah. No, and I, I very much want to, um, I very much want to, like I was saying, like pick the thing that's going to keep working that's the right thing to do that's going to be the most compatible. For me, as much as I'm, I guess you would say, in in the Apple ecosystem for a lot of things, you know, I've kind <laughs> I, of... I would say, yeah. I've, I've moved away from a lot of things that I was there in the past past like for example mm -hmm. like even well, with like the, the apple pure TV. halo effect stuff of like of course i'll buy the apple version of this if they right. make it i'll buy the apple version of this right 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 but like a perfect example of this is i no longer I, although i have a couple of them i no longer use any apple tvs um and i only use the roku stick device thing on the one tv i have that doesn't have it the all the smart tvs now is i'm using them rlg i i, I was updating apple tv this morning and uh, I, whenever that, whenever there's, there's, for whatever reason, sometimes even Plex doesn't have enough firepower. Yeah. Like I have to use the, the Plex app built into my LG TV never fails. Right. Whereas it'll choke on 4K stuff pretty hard on the Apple TV sometimes. You know, all the time it has those issues. And the funny thing is like with Plex. I mean, but like for local files, right? So I've got like a, a an 80 gig 4K UHD file sitting inches away right. over really fast ethernet. And I don't think it's the bandwidth or bus. I think it's just that it's really struggling to do 60 frames per second at 4K. Right. And whereas, like, this is the crazy thing. Apple TV connected to the, I have a, um, I think it's a Samsung QN90A for right now. I think that's it or 60A that's your, that's or 90 What's that? I'm sorry. That's that's the the model. That's of the your model television? of the TV. Okay. It's a model of the TV, and it runs kind of like the Android OS sort of system. And I was always a little hesitant to use any of its built-in apps. I was always just plugging in the Apple TV to that, and I just consistently struggled. The Apple TV would struggle to stream stuff, struggle to play stuff. I have a soundbar on that TV, and I would I have to hit quit apps fairly constantly. Often and I would I would go anytime I would go into an app like Plex, like Netflix, like the Apple TV app itself for, you know, that kind of content, there would be no audio. And I'd have to go out, go back in, go out, go back in and restart the app third, fourth, fifth time. Sometimes it just work. After I got fed up with it, I just said, you know, I'm going to try this TV one. I'm just going to use the TV Mm -hmm. And all of the apps work instantly. And not only that, I know. And, it and doesn't downscale even, or convert the audio quality. I mean, the video quality, the video is way, it looks way better just running it on the TV. Also, I really like, it's not a TiVo remote. It's not the classic peanut remote, but the, the I have to say the remote that came with my LG TV, which is now probably two years old, mm -hmm. is, uh, is, is great. It's, it really does work fine. It's intuitive. It's got all the things that you need on it. And like it, I can run the Apple TV with it. It'll like it has a it's a learning remote that kind of stuff. I mean, 
you know, like Samuel Jackson says, you know, personality goes a long way. The, having stuff <laughs> like that that does, as they say, just work, you know, I think Apple struggles because is there, to quote Syracuse, is there wood behind the arrow for Apple TV? Like, oh, here's another one. Get the 128 gig version. You're like, oh, for what? Like, I'm not playing video games on this. I'm not, right. like, downloading Miles Morales on this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And, and And I think there's a struggle, though, where, like, um, the LG one has, I believe, WebOS, like the old Palm operating oh, system, right? right? Okay. And I like it fine. I mean, it's it's as pretty as you could get for like a commodity kind of Korean TV. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I, 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 get what you're saying. And but like then Apple also challenges in some ways where it's like, no, we're not going to make a router anymore. Uh, rumors notwithstanding. Like, no, there's, you can use your nano leaf bulbs with this or your hue, you know, hub with this, but like, they're not, if you go to the Apple store online or in person, like there's, there, what can you buy from Apple for HomeKit? Not a lot. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so there's not, not as much incentive to honor the halo effect by saying, well, you know, it's one thing when you could say, well, my iPod works with my Mac you know, works with my, you know, whatever. But I, I don't think right now, it's just, I don't think the strategy is clear that Apple, and then as Apple moves more and more into services where there could be the pang of like, well, you know, maybe I, I don't know, do I really want to make decisions that take me deeper and deeper into the most costly option just because it's got a piece of fruit on it? Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like if you had told me a few years ago, oh, you know, Dan, most likely you're going to be using the TV to watch everything on Plex and Apple TV. I would have been like, why would I do that? Well, yeah, I do because it's better. And that's, that's kind of the situation that I'm in is just, I just want the horns of a dilemma. You're trying to, you're trying to figure out uh, which way the wind's blowing a little bit. Yeah. And so we talked about like the best bulbs and I think it, we settled on the Philips Hue is like the best bulbs, but that's kind Philips of Philips Hues are good. You do have to have a hub. It's still kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, as somebody who remembers the wonderful technology of Philips CDs coming along and <laughs> causing me to rebuy my music, but you know, it's, I, it's not that I trust Philips necessarily inherently as a company, mm-hmm. but I do trust Apple more. But even on that, like Apple's got this thing, have you ever used adaptive lighting? You might have uh, seen I it. I know what home. that is, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a thing they introduced, I don't know, at this point, probably at least a year ago. It's such a, it's such a neat idea, which is that, hey, you know, and I still get, every time I do a system update, I, I, get a, I still get the little pop-up. It's like, hey, adaptive lighting is available. I tried it a couple different times, and each it's such a good idea. So the idea is you say, hey, um, do you want us to adapt the color temperature of your lighting based on time of day? And it's like, hey, well, that's definitely worth a, th- worth a throw. That would certainly put the smart in smart home. But maybe it's just me and my preferences, but it's every single setting is way too blue for me. Oh, like, I know what you're talking about. And I, I do like the, you know, because of the way LEDs in particular work, you mm-hmm. get a lot more net lumens out of bluish or whitish light than you do out of reddish light. But like, uh. that's, I mean, that's, that Apple made that themselves. I'm like, is any, are you guys using this? Because it, it makes it feel like the offices that Dan and I never liked working in. <laughs> like, why would you choose to have that? We used to try to escape it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So where does that leave you right now? It's just t- kind of like finger up in the wind, trying to figure out uh, which way things are going? Yeah, because I really would like to know which is the best thing to settle on, because I don't want to invest any money in something that I'm not going to wind up really oh, absolutely. using. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the Matter thing, as I understand it, Matter represents a coalition between a lot of the big hardware and software manufacturers to come up with a standard that is secure, but lets things kind of play well with each other. And because it's, I mean, it's getting, it's getting, sorry, it's getting implemented, but I mean, right now there's not a lot of value to be gleaned from that. But then on the other hand, you've got something like, oh, what was the example I was going to give? Um, in, well, like like the HomePod software updates that came out in the last couple of days, now, like, I guess iFixit types have mentioned for a while that there's humidity and temperature detectors mm -hmm. in the HomePods. And it's made people wonder, oh, gosh, you now what's going to come next with that? That's kind of cool. That's nice. But here's the thing. Opacity. Like, uh, opacity to me continues to be really frustrating. And that could be opacity in the sense of, like, man, isn't it wild that if you open up your, if you look at your HomeKit world, through the home app, you see this one really like, oh God, it almost reminds me of that thing in OS 9 where you could do the simple finder where you just get like six big buttons or whatever, yeah. like for, for children and the elderly. Right. Um, but then if you open that up in, uh, not Home Dash, but like Home Plus or any of the myriad, uh, even Eve, if you open it up in, in Eve and look at your HomeKit stuff, you see there's so much stuff that's in there that you can program or, you know, automate against, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so, like, you can do some kind of blunt... If, unless you're willing to go into shortcuts, which is now an option, unless you're willing to go into shortcuts in HomeKit, you don't even get access to a lot of the stuff that's in there. And I'm not doing that whole, like, oh, get a VPN so you can watch Italian Netflix. Mm -hmm. I just mean more in the sense of, hey, you're telling me this thing already knows stuff like, you know, I, I can make automations that do things like, say, give me a push notification when the batteries in my devices get lower than 10% or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. You don't, that's not exposed and automatable on um, any area in home. The actual app on iOS is pretty bad. The, I guess, Electron version of that on the Mac is just painful to use, mm. but that opacity, okay, there's stuff in here. I don't know how to do the stuff that I want to do. I've used this stuff enough years now that I intuitively understand ways I can imagine using this better. As I said before, I think a lot of that comes out of presence detection, not just cameras, but like I think this is something to watch in the next year or two is just generally the idea of presence detection, of like not just motion detection, like but you know being able to triangulate or quadrangulate multiple data points. A lot of what we do with automation now is based on geofencing, which is this very blunt instrument. It's right. very, it's very useful alongside other things. But when it comes down to stuff like, do you trust having a camera in your home? You go buy some Xiaomi like um, camera and put it in your house. Like, how do you know where that stuff is going? I only ever want this thing to be powered on, basically, right. when there's nobody home. And how does it know that? Well, you just make everybody have an app on their phone and make sure that they run it all. My family's not going to do that. Presence detection, all those things. Then, the, the, But the other part of opacity then becomes, well, you know, just the most obvious, like, well, why didn't that work? Like, when I said that thing, it hurt me and it tried to do something. And, but then you say, like, okay, well, what about stuff like Thread? Because mm -hmm. Thread looks yeah, really right, interesting. Right, right. What, what is Thread for the listeners that don't know what it is? I don't completely understand it, but, like, Thread networks are something that, I don't think it's Bluetooth. I think it's beyond Bluetooth. And a lot of Eve devices have these. The door and window sensors have it now. 
Um, the Eve Energy, I think, has them now. But the idea is that we can create this little local network securely between, I don't know if you call it an endpoint. That's probably the way wrong word for it. But like your, your Eve door and window sensor has a way of communicating with your Eero, of communicating with you, et cetera, et cetera. So you can create this kind of like your own, oh God, I'm so over my skis, ad hoc sort of mesh network. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool idea. This is also something that comes in the nanoleaf bulbs. Here's the thing though. You open up, if, if you want to see what your thread network is, anybody here know how to do that? Well, the real heads know the best way, if you have Eve products, is to open the Eve app because it's a really good app, even on the Mac where it's running the iOS version, but like, it's really good and it'll show you your thread network. But like, how do you change the thread network? When I open the Nanoleaf app, I've got like four different thread networks. Eero is doing its own thing with a thread network over here. And my understanding would be those are the networks that are, that that's the network created that's talking to itself. So the network becomes less valuable. It's almost like the days of BitNet, where it's like, yeah, there's a network out there, right. but it's not an internet. That's what the, the internet is when all those little BitNets and subdomains and everything, you know, right. TCP, IP together. So, and, but, and then so just to close this up, like, how do I say, I want all this stuff to be on this thread network? Mm-hmm. And maybe an even better example, this is so perplexing to me. If you have um, a HomePod mini, or an Apple TV, or I think an iPad still. It used to be an iPad. These are things that can all be the hub for your HomeKit home, which means, yeah, you don't, you don't need to have a Philips Hue hub you know, to, to use the, you know, uh, these other brands of light bulbs. Like, that'll all work. But here's the thing. I've got a bunch of HomePods mini. I've got them at my office. I've got them at my house. There's one in the bathroom, like I said, right. at, at the house, as well as the Apple TV. And yes, there is a way to open up your home app. It's basically like spinning a giant wheel. And it says, okay, this is the one, this one's connected, this one's like sleeping or whatever. I guess that's a thread thing. But you ever do this? You ever try and figure out which is, the, which is winning right now? And every time I open it up, it's different. So sometimes the HomePod mini that's winning and is the home hub for my office... Mm-hmm doesn't matter, but it's, it'll be the HomePod in the bathroom, or it'll be the, the HomePod mini here at my desk, right? So that's not exposed unless you go look for it. But then on top of it, I don't think there's a way to change that. And why would that matter? Because I have gotten into a case where HomeKit is running on a hub at my house, which mm-hmm. is the Apple TV usually, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless it's not, and HomeKit is running here at my office, usually via a HomePod mini. Dan, I've gotten into situations where the office, an office home hub, HomeKit hub, is the one controlling my house. Right. And the one at my house is the one controlling my office, which doesn't seem wholesome. And I don't know <laughs> why way, is it why is it that way? <laughs> I don't know it why way? it's that way. I and I would never know unless I was such a dork that I would go and try to find out. And so like this is the worst, the worst of both worlds where I'll just be like, okay, fine. It looks like it thinks the HomePod mini in my bathroom at the office is the one that controls the house. Well, the second half of that worst of both worlds is what do I do? I just start unplugging them. Hmm. Until, like, I guess it forgets it, and then it, another one picks it up. I think all of that stuff, there must be a reason those things are the way they are, whether it's a policy reason or I doubt it's a legal reason. Mm-hmm. It might be a policy reason. It might be a tech reason. But, like, 
this is what led me to something like Home Assistant, which was way too much firepower for what I needed. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, you can get this on Docker. You can get it as a package on Synology. Raspberry Pi has a whole bunch of stuff. There's one called Hoobs. Have you seen Hoobs? Hoobs. I think it's called Home something out of the box. And um, it, it can do, but like that gives you so much control, exposes everything that can be exposed, and lets you automate against those things. But that's not for normal people. No. But like the the test comes down to like, okay, I somehow my family hated having to talk to a lamp to turn it on, and so stuff like the Philips switch, the yeah. Hue switch, yeah. was a game changer. We have so many of those, and I couldn't live without them. But like. Uh, you know, the, you oughtn't have to buy a hardware switch for something that runs on voice, but like, what do you do if it didn't work? If, if it's the year of our Lord, 2023, and you're still wandering around the house trying to figure out what lamp to talk to to get your office to turn off, mm. it's like, is, is that really, that feels like a regression in a lot of ways. So I'm, I'm merely problematizing what you're saying, but I agree with you. I don't, Brr, there's a whole lot of this stuff that ain't settled. And, and in some ways, my house has never felt less smart than it does right now. <laughs> Just because yeah. I'm, maybe I'm less smart, but I have certainly, I have less trust in yelling into the air than I used to. You know, there's uh, another one, even though the proximity stuff generally works pretty well, there's times where I speak in a very normal tone of voice to a device that is like, like maybe I'm laying in bed, I'm going to take a nap. And like the Google thing a few feet from my head, I talk to, but the one in the hallway like 16 feet away, hears me. Mm -hmm. And now it's playing music in there. And now I'm running around again, trying to get it to stop being helpful in ways that aren't helpful. What, what do you, what do you see for next steps for you? Well, you know, based on what, what we figure out here and what maybe some listeners. We'll settle. We're going to get about. this sorted boffins. We're going to, we're going to figure this out today. You know, we'll I would, settled. I would love, you know, we have these different sort of apps that control all of these different things. Like the alarm system that I have is is like this whole is like a whole thing. And it would be really nice to be able to consolidate all of this stuff to be able to set little programs that like okay, so like I always give my son a hard time. I find my son is fifteen years old, mm -hmm. and he enjoys playing you know video games and things. So in the evening time, after he's done with his homework, he'll play some video games. And I'll, I'll come downstairs and it'll be pitch black in the house, except the TV will be on. I'll be like, dude, you could put a light on. He's like, well, you know, like I'm playing the game. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but it's like, it's bad. You know, I don't know if this is true, but I always tell him it's bad for his eyes. It's bad for your eyes. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and I, wouldn't it be nice if I didn't have to like put a, a $15 plastic, you know, timer on the wall to put the light on. I don't want that. I want no. to light the, the bulb. Like what if the bulb can be like, dude, I got this. And like, Turns itself on. Yeah, and that and that's. I think you're onto something there. Where I do feel like, and that's the nanoleaf. When are, it rains, you know. So nanoleaf is, I, I think, probably best known for being those hexagonal TARDIS-looking lights that douchebag YouTubers have in the background. But they're they actually are really lovely. I've got a couple different sets of those at the office. Um, I think that's what they're best known for. They make ones that look like wood now, which is weird, but it's nice. You put some hexagons together and it lights up. I've told you how mine fall off the wall. I, yeah. I finally <laughs> yes. fixed that. Yeah. But they also do make bulbs. Bulb and. Bulbs, Bulb. and they're they're pretty good. Like it, when I talk about Nanoleaf, I'm rarely talking about the hexagons. I've I won't say I'm all in, but at my office where I don't have a Philips setup, I really have like those bulbs. I like all bulbs. I wish they were way brighter, but you can make a very lovely setting. But my my final karma suck thing on this, 
I mean, it's just what you just described. Like, okay, so your kid, wouldn't it be nice? And you can imagine a world where your kid would be able to walk into a room and your kid would be able to address a voice device. It would recognize that that's who that is, what time of day it is, what what input is selected on the TV, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. You can, it's not difficult to imagine a world where it is kind of like the Jetsons and Cash walks in and says, you know, I want to play Red you know, Red Dead Redemption or whatever, and make all the lights the way I like, and you know, turn off the these loud this loud fan or whatever that is. But in practice, I'm just here to tell you, man, it's crazy frustrating because sometimes, in even or especially in HomeKit, mm-hmm. scenes just don't work. Is it because there's different systems? Well, I don't know, man. I'm talking to an Apple device about an Apple you know, uh, layer, Apple application uh, platform, I guess. Like, why is that such a problem? I don't know. Well, why do the troubleshoot? Well, it could be that, like, there's five, let's say 10 lights that have a scene associated with them. Well, first you got to get them all to the same brightness if you want them to be the same brightness. You do that all manually. On a Mac, yeah, guess what? It's worse on a Mac. Having to go in, right-click, go to the slider, I mean, it's, it's, it's maddening to try and get all that right. And then you say, test this scene. It seems to work. And the next time you do it, there's two lights that are super blue and everything mm-hmm. else is orange. <laughs> and so how do I fix that? Right. Well, one, one trick is to now go to your lights offsetting and try it again. You know, uh, say a rosary and then run it again and see what happens. But like having to go into a scene and then onesie twosie change all that stuff is crazy making. So like my trick and this is not a best practice but my trick is say what you want to your device like you could say something like set all lights to 50% brightness or you know there's that wonderful list on actually on a home assistant site i think i share with you where you can find every color that you can say we talked about this with css and stuff like that but you could say you know set all of my lights to ecru and then all those lights to 50%. Okay, once you've got everything you want, now go make a scene based on what's happening right now. Having to ch- make or change a scene, you're entering the mouth of madness. Mm. And that is not, it's not ready for prime time. And I would never, I hate doing it. And I love this stuff. If you like, if you're trying to do the example, I come up with for so many of this stuff, Dan, I'm not a property owner, but like, I always think about the Airbnb situation. Like, if you've ever been in an Airbnb and you're just like, please, just let me reset the router. I just, I don't know, I can't do this. You can't do that. There's all this stuff you have to do, like dealing with somebody remotely who the last thing they want to do at 11 p.m. on a Saturday is argue with you about your charter internet connection. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the whole point of these things. This should not add layers of complexity. It should disguise layers of complexity. And again, that's not my job to figure out. But I can tell you as an ardent adopter of these things, Mm -hmm. there is so much room for improvement. Another great reason it's great to follow Joe Steele, because sometimes uh, he'll just go off King, like he'll just have a piece on six colors talking about like, seriously, this is the Apple TV experience is like what I just experienced. Like, is this... Is this what you want to be demoing on stage is like three orange lights, two blue lights and four lights that might come on when it feels like it. Like, I don't know whose fault that is, but somebody needs to fix it, man. Don't frustrate Dan. Don't do it. Don't Don't frustrate him. You know, I just, I just want to, you know, I want something that's, that's straightforward. I can set up these kinds of things. Yeah. My friend had a thing. This is probably more than five years ago when it rained. 
his lights would sort of like dim. <laughs> that's time. that's one of the first things everybody does. Everyone does like, that. He, well, no, no, no. I'm not making. I, I, but I'm saying like it's it's kind of a fun parlor trick. There's all the, the automations that tend to get bubbled up in a lot of these things, like with Philip. Philips Hue has a subset of things you get into called labs. And that's some of their most interesting and perplexing stuff where you could say, make this place look like a, oh, what's that, what's that word about coziness in uh, Nordic countries, Siji or whatever, like the cozy fire look. Like I want this, this oscillating set of light things to happen, or I want it to, you can even buy a thing through Hue that'll like pulse your lights to the music. It's like, dude, I'm 56. I hurt my I hurt my back when I defecate. I don't want my lights to change when it rains. I don't I don't want the volume to go up and down when somebody rings the doorbell. I want things that make this technology disappear into usefulness rather than constantly like some kind of sweaty tryhard want to like show me these parlor tricks. Like that stuff was great in like 2010, but like where where are we with this stuff now? Why you know, why is this still so unsolved? And I can speculate on it. But it's it's still a great market opportunity. And Dan, if you're willing to nerd out, like I got a Raspberry Pi and never got the hang of it. Um, but I did. I have tried Hoobs. I have tried. I, I think Home Assistant is terrific. It's a really good open source project with a lot of really smart people working on it. But it is like having a rabbit hutch. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to keep updated. All of because it's all plug-in based, very intelligently, right? Like if there's some new Again, some kind of like Alibaba camera out there. They'll figure out a way to put that on as an IP camera. And then you keep updating and you update you like all this stuff. And you got to say, it's almost like installing work. Oh, well, WP back in the day. Remember? Mm-hmm. Was there include once header if you wanted to change the menu? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Dan, that reminds me. Could you tell me about something like? You know, I would love to tell you about Compl- a little. Dan, completely unrelated. Completely unrelated to having to edit a PHP. For a website, is there anything you'd like to tell me about that you like? I would love to tell you about uh-huh. Squarespace. Squarespace? Did you say that right? It is an all-in-one platform that lets you build your brand, grow your business online. It's going to help you stand out, Merlin. Beautiful websites. You can engage with your audience. You can sell stuff online, your products, the content you create, even your time. Isn't that crazy? There's a lot of people That's out crazy. there right now you know, who are saying, like, I, I, I got a skill. I got you just have, have, have to make it yourself. You, t- time was you had to like uh, uh, seven seven five in, into your CGI bin and and <laughs> pull your true. commit. You had to I, pull I your think commit I've, personally. You know, I realize that every single day we we get about three or four thousand new uh, listeners to this show. Yeah, mostly most days. So, Sometimes it's a little sh- little smaller on weekends, but but we are we are seeing a, a very rapid growth of everything. Rapid, and I think I think it's worth mentioning this story that you know I've told before, mm-hmm. but that. I, I think I got my first job out of college because I knew how to write a CGI script that, for a form <laughs> that would no, no, I was not that advanced yet. Come on, it, <laughs> I, 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 it was a page hit counter. Oh, so wow, for hits, for how many hits you get? For how many hits, <laughs> hits. we got on the website? And sometimes people used to be so deluded; they would think that meant visitor. Yeah, and it's like no. Every time that little under construction horse loads, that's it. That's a hit. That's not a person. Hits aren't people. We um, sometimes <laughs> would get as many as seventy-five hits in a day. Damn. And uh, I just, I just want to share that with our audience that we go way back here, and we're uh-huh. experts. And now we don't have to be. You can be an expert too. You don't have to be an expert 
at websites to have an awesome website. And that's what Squarespace is all about. Uh-huh, you can go uh-huh. there. You can, you know what? Maybe you're building an app. Maybe you got a gallery. Maybe you, you want to, you know, do video editing for a living. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Squarespace doesn't, doesn't matter. care either. They doesn't don't care. Matter. That's their new slogan for 2023. We don't care. They can have that. Get, get out of CGI bin. Right. Get, get back in the, in the sin. Yeah. Yeah. Sin city. Mm. What happens and, and, at Squarespace stays at Squarespace. They can have that too. Oh, Jesus. This is, this is like, we can't afford to keep giving these away. I know. And you, so you go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. Is that correct? Yes. You're going to go Squarespace. What do, you, do I need a credit card to do that, Dan? To visit, to visit squarespace.com slash it's your show. Do I need a credit card for no, that? No, it's a free trial. Can I use my debit card? I mean, I'm sure you can. They do everything. Mm. They accept all forms of payment, any kind of payment. I think you could even offer to just clean up the place. They don't, don't quote me on this. I'll push a broom. But I feel like if you wanted to head over to this, this is just me saying this. This is not in the mm, script and I mm-hmm. cannot confirm this. But I feel like if you showed up at Squarespace with a broom and maybe a dustpan or you had a friend hold the dustpan, mm-hmm. that they would give you a website in return for that. This is my idea. I can't verify it. I'm looking, I'm scrolling through the notes. No, I, I don't no see I it in teamwork. So you're going to go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. And the promo code that you can use to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain, because they have those too, uh-huh. is It's Your Show. That I would recommend typing it without spaces and in all caps. Mm. But even that way if, they can really know you're, you're very enthusiastic. You're serious, because you're sort of shouting the promo code. It's your show. Oh. It's one word. Uh-huh. So that's it. People so go there that. and get, get signed up. Get a, even if you just want a domain, maybe you're not even ready for a website. You just want the domain. That's a great place to get it. And do it all ten percent off. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. Thanks to Squarespace for supporting uh, Back to Work and all the great shows. Mm. Uh, how, are you okay on time with just a little bit more? Yeah, I can do a little more. Why not? Mm. So I want to, but my plan is oh, this. Boy. Do you remember when our friend, friend of the show, Mike Davidson, built that house out in like in Seattle where no. he sweated. I like the, Mike though. The details. He had this. I met him. I met him. Yeah. I met him a few times. He's a nice guy. He's got a big beard now. He hired a bunch of my friends to do news stuff. Newsvine Was that his company? I think he, he was Newsvine, And then I think it was, I don't know if they were. Then he went over to Twitter to fix NBC, that place up. NBC, he fixed that place up best he could. Talk about pushing a broom. Woof. Um, but then I think he was somehow involved. With, I want to say MSNBC. Didn't Ben work there and Tiff worked there? And it was, like, it was all the great oh yeah, anyway, the old, he the built old a house. G guard, yeah. Oh, G guard. Mm-hmm. So he built a house. Yeah, he built a house and and he sweated the detail of everything. There's like 52 posts about what kind of faucet he bought. Mm. You know when he was gonna. Hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like it was like Mike Davidson. House yeah. website. Hot and cold running tedium. I'm going to have to look for this thing. It was like a house a house in Seattle or something like that. Oh, it had a, he a had house a name by for the it. park. That's nice. I think is what he called it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look for this thing. This is a Did whole it, was website. it a smart house, Dan? You know, I don't know what he had going on in there. It might, um, it might have been an accelerated house. But what I'm saying Gifted. is, I don't want to do that. I don't want to yeah. do every single little thing. Doll, detail of every dollar spent. You're best off having the stuff, like, for example, like the Lutron Caseta is one that we did install, and I, I'm a big fan of the Lutron Caseta, um, you know, uh, dimmers, but, like, people can't do that. Like, the you're much more likely to be able to, like, say, like I say, put up a Philips Hue switch. Like, people, you're not going to be able to, like, run 
you know, Cat 35 into every room mm. and like have it all just be ambient smart. Unless you're Mike Davidson, you know. Uh, so guy. it is called a house by the park.com. Was he slash internet rock journal. star? Wasn't he internet rock star? That was him, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, that was a good site. And so this whole site, I put it in the show notes. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, he talks about every single little, like there's a whole art, there's article upon article about the Kohler flip side shower head. Mm. Like he's Kohler. written, he's written. <gasps> that's a pretty house. That's like a Mike Brady house. Oh, yeah. that's pretty. He's written oh, thousands of nice. words on this thing. I love that. That's fun. It's a nice house, right? It's been 5,291 days since the property was acquired. That's huh. a while, isn't it? It's a blogger site? Looks like it might be a blogger site. I don't know what this is. Blogger. Wow, look at that. And look at all the hanging stuff. Wow. But, you know, he shared all the information. He shared all the details. He yeah, shared Matt Howie's he... great about stuff like that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, I can do two little quickies real quick. Um... There's a live oh, so, cam. I wonder if that's still running. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. That's a live photo. Um, I just wanted to mention I'm enjoying The Last of Us, um, and um, it seems real good. Uh, that led me, of course, back to watching Chernobyl again. Oh, yeah. One day, Sunday, last Sunday, I watched the entire... I think I might have mentioned I watched the entire thing at a sitting. And you know what I didn't catch until like partway through the first episode? I keep saying her name. But the woman who's Wendy on Mindhunter, Dr. Wendy Carr or whatever her name is, you know, the, the pretty lady who works Anna with Bill. Anna Torv. Anna Torv. Yeah. Um, she is in The Last of Us, playing a, like a pretty different kind of character. Yeah, very different. Yeah. But then that led me back to watching I, Mindhunter. I was going to say, she's she's a completely different human being. In my, in Boy, Mindhunter, in Dan, way. it's been a while since we talked about it as much as we used to talk about it. That's a hell of a show. Oh, it's a great show. And we're and, never um, going to get any more of it. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I retweeted a funny thing last week where it was at, from the end of probably episode four, but it's when they're, the mean supervisor guy is like, oh, fine, you know, you, you talked about this. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't know this. Blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, don't worry, like you just got a grant. You got like $200,000 from this government agency and you got $150,000 from this other agency. And it's them realizing that like, oh, it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's just this wonderful shot of Bill and her and Holden in an elevator. And like she's in the center and slightly forward and they're slightly back. Bill's probably smoking. And they each separately in their own way start to smile a little bit. And it's such a great shot. But somebody tweeted that out and said, the photo of the three of them was like, remember what they took away from you. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's true. I want mm-hmm. so much more Mindhunter. I'm mentioning it here just because, uh, hey, it's Anna Torv. She's great. But also, um, Spotify, man, comes to the rescue again. I found a really good playlist I put into notes of uh, music. And, and they do the thing where like it's it's music it's from the stuff from the score or soundtrack if you like but then of course there's stuff like Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty or that weird alien song by Klaatu and it's like but in order and um, I just wanted to say if you're like me and you're old and you like music from the 70s that's a little bit weird and slightly obscure it's a really good playlist the music the production design, everything on that show is so great. But I wanted to commend you because this is an era of music that I frequently explore via playlists of other people and by myself, by myself, all by myself. It's a great Eric Carmen. Um, like I have one on my favorite playlist right now is my 1979 playlist. Uh, and, and the real heads will know I named my playlist after a lyric 
that's included somewhere. There's oh, an Easter and it's egg. like a scavenger hunt to try and find the lyric. Yeah. So if you say um, uh, icicles instead of tears, colon, Merlin's 1979. Do you, mm. do you remember what that's from? You've been called to me so long. I'm crying icicles instead of tears. And all I can do, Mr. Loaf. <laughs> I have another, another good one called To Say Hey, I Love You which of course is from You Light Up My Life, which is creepy songs that obsessed me as a child. Oh, that, and you get a whole playlist of that? Oh yeah, I'll put that in notes too. Oh, please put that one in, I wanna hear those. Yeah, let me pull it up here. The, but yeah, this, um, the one from Mindhunter is really good. Here's one called, the new one I'm just working on, it's called Sad Songs I Had on Cassette. That's gonna be a good one. Um, I love making these. Oh yeah, so to say, hey, I love you. Oh God, of course. Um, Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia by Vicki Lawrence, always freaked me out. Wildfire, remember? Trend calling wildfire. Mm-hmm. Lonely Boy, Andrew Gold. Miracles by Jefferson Starship. Oh. Includes the, the, the very memorable line, I got a taste of the real world when I went down on you, girl. <laughs> Which I didn't understand at the time. <laughs> I still don't really understand it now. Nine volt battery. Yeah. But the, um, the other one was, uh, you know, it's a great one, is um, uh, 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 oh, 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 Tonight's the Night by Mr. Uh, Roderick Stewart. Tonight's the night. You know that one, right? It's going to be all right. Agree with me that you know the Rod Stewart song, Tonight's the Night's going to be all right. Do you know that song? No. Tonight's the night. I mean, it's you gonna... can sing it. I don't know it, though. You don't know the Rod Stewart song, Tonight's the Night. Oh, in that case, this will be lost on you. Only the listeners will appreciate. There is a point in that song when Roderick Stewart says, um, Spread your wings and let me come inside. And I, I heard that. I go, hey. Uh-huh. Should you really be saying that? It's adult, adult content. Mm-hmm. That's called uh, the butterfly effect. And finally, <laughs> I need I need help. I need help. Uh, page three. Finally, um, I have an, an to me an interesting mystery, and I haven't spent a lot of time on it. But it's kind of to me. I don't know. This is dumb, but I, I would love if somebody knows to tell me what this is. Um, you know how you get different keyboards on iOS, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You go to general, you go to settings, you go to general, you go to keyboards, and you can have your your emoji or your emoji or your p emoji. If you're, you know, R. Kelly, you can go in and make whatever key. That was funny, Dan. That was and good. You go in and make whatever. Key... Well, I was, I picked up my iPad a night or two ago and I saw a keyboard, the keyboard that was selected. You know, sometimes you'll like forget to turn off emoji and it's like still there. Oh, yeah, I know what you're but talking about. Have you ever heard of TK, T E E K A Y keyboard? I'm looking this It's okay up. if you haven't, because it's not there's not a lot out there. No. Okay, well, so uh-uh, for example, no. nope. Okay, here's the thing. I, I this is I just did this one today so I could give you an example. Um I'm copying and I'm pasting. Please don't be raw. Please don't be raw. Um all right, so you open up your iPad and look at what look at what you got. That's the keyboard that popped up. Okay. Are you seeing it? Yes. Okay, and so what Dan's seeing here is there is what looks kind of like a bullseye or a, what would you call it? It's got four quadrants and a circle. And my first clue was, I was going, huh, this looks like a gesture-based system. It looks really interesting. If you click on that globe, you know, that's where you go to change the keyboards. But it's some kind of like a swipe style thing. And like each of those quadrants, it's almost like shorthand where like one section is for uppercase consonants. Isn't it? I can't figure out. I, I read the very sparse documentation on this, but like 
I don't know how I got this, Dan. Dan, how did I get TK Keyboard? Well, it's like I would call it like a site almost. A site. That's, that's even better, like a public enemy logo. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it seems really cool, and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to like make it work. My question to all the smarter people out there is, is the TK Keyboard something that I got as a result of a different, like perhaps a new app I recently installed? What I could find on the App Store, it's not available. Whatever the TK keyboard, if you click those links, they're not available, at least for me, in the U.S. Anybody out there knows what the TK keyboard is and how I got it? Would you tell me? I'd sleep better. How do you spell this thing? T-E-E-K-A-Y, one word. Okay. What's, what are your results? Are you seeing the, like, not available on yeah. the store? Yeah. I just think, I think it's real interesting. And, you know, while I'm here, I'm going to give one last tip. Um, you know, the iPad has, has a lot to recommend it. I think one of the coolest things on an iPad that I, I know I should remember more often, and maybe everybody should remember more often, that little button with the clipboard. You know that wherever you are, you can always hit that, and it'll paste whatever is in your clipboard into wherever you are without well, you handy. having to... Oh, it's so good. And it makes you think, like, wow, there's still really... there's. It's interesting to think about, like, what the next stage... I mean, we've had copy and paste on uh, iOS since first couple years. And, like, I wonder what the next big stage of that will be. A person wonders, oh, I got your clipboard app. I haven't mastered it yet, but I did get it. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I bought Ivory today. I'm excited about Ivory. Um, Tapbots has put out there. I thought that was illegal, like the whole trade and, and mm -hmm. damaging to the elephants. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the two of the most... Outlawed Amphibious things are eb ebony and ivory. City limits. Austin city limits. Yeah. ACL. Mm -hmm. Is that Tommy John surgery? Tommy John the underwear uh, thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got it's got it's got silver in the taint. Silver in the taint. Silver in the taint. <laughs> Deodorizing voices. Silver in the taint. Let's button this up. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, Merlin man. Yeah.